lectionary text this summer will take us through the book of Genesis and the middle section of Matthew. So we come today to Matthew 9, verse 35. Matthew, prior to this, has healed or exercised ten people. Ten miracles have preceded this text. And then we come to this. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Then Jesus summoned the twelve disciples and gave them authority over over unclean spirits to cast them out and to cure every disease and every sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First Simon, known as Peter, then his brother Andrew, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Cananean, which gives you a hint that he was a rebel, and Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed Jesus. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans. But rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick, raise the dead. Cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You will receive without payment. Give without payment. Take no gold or silver or copper in your belts. No bag on your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor staff. For laborers deserve their food. Whatever town or village you enter, find out who in it is worthy and stay there until you leave and as you enter the house greet it and if the house is worthy let your peace come upon it but if it is not worthy let your peace return to you if anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words shake the dust from your feet as you leave that house or town Truly, I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. I am sending you out like sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of them, for they will hand you over to the councils and flog you in their synagogues. And you will be dragged before the governors and the kings because of me, and as testimony to them and the Gentiles. When they hand you over, 
Do not worry about how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given you at that time. For it is not you who speak, but it is the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death, and father his children, and children will rise against their parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all because of my name. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly, I tell you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There's a lot in that text. But when Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were, and get this, harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the the Lord of the harvest to send out the laborers into the harvest. You've heard it a lot, I'm sure. The harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. We used to spew that around as a way to get people to evangelize more. Go out into the harvest and talk about Jesus. It's not a bad message. And note carefully in the text whom Jesus is talking to. Because later on in the text, he sends out the twelve, the apostles. Apostle means one that is sent out. Okay? He only sends out twelve. But when he says the harvest is plentiful and the laborers are few, he's not just talking to the twelve. He's talking to his disciples. A disciple is a learner. He's talking to the followers of Jesus. And he says, go, y'all, to the harassed and the helpless, who are like sheep without a shepherd. Hmm. The sheep, the children of God, that Jesus is referring to are the Israelites, not the Gentiles. He doesn't get... To a message to Gentiles until much later in the text. And he doesn't really change his mind, he just changes his focus to say, yeah, all people can come in. But in this text, Jesus is talking about going to the sheep without a shepherd. Those Israelites, those people of God, 
who have no one to lead them. The Jews whose synagogue leaders have either rejected Jesus, not met Jesus, or are not following Jesus. They are harassed and helpless. Do you get that? The people whose political, religious, and national leaders are not following Jesus and leading properly are like sheep without a shepherd. They are harassed and helpless. Now I ask you, if the definition of harassed and helpless are those whose political, religious, and national leaders are not leading them properly, do you know any people who are harassed and helpless? See, Jesus, Jesus says to his disciples, to all his followers, there are lots of harassed and helpless in our midst. Lots of people who need help, to need to be led, to need to feel connection with God. And I'm the way to do that, but you've got to let them know. You are the laborers for the harvest. The harvest is people knowing that Jesus can fulfill their lives. You no longer have to live as harassed and helpless people. But are we doing that? sit in this church, this beautiful, beautiful 65,000 square foot building with music that could charm angels and a budget that has more money in it than God and good, good people who I hear say things like "Mm, we don't really do evangelism That, to me, is more heartbreaking than the five-year-old who says, we don't read the Bible here. He didn't know. We don't do evangelism here. You know what? I'm starting to believe you. After five years, I'm starting to believe you. Since January, I've had three friends visit this congregation. No one spoke to any of them. I'm I'm embarrassed. That's the one thing I thought we could do well. I understand not going door to door and pounding on doors, although our champion for that is here. I understand not standing on the street corners with Bibles thumping them on cars as they go past. But 
you can speak to people when they come in this room, even if you don't know who they are. You can invite people here. You don't know who the helpless and harassed are in your midst, even. There are so many hurting people in this world just looking for a hand up. Give it to them. Invite them here. I think that we have forgotten as people of God who come here every week and sit here and hear similar kinds of things in similar kinds of styles, how glorious what Jesus Christ has done for us is. Jesus preached and taught and healed and exercised and ultimately went on to die and rise again for our sakes. That is so incredible, we shouldn't be able to sit in our seats hearing it. We ought to want to tell everybody we know about the love of God. And yet you tell me we don't do evangelism. It's not our thing. Okay, fine. The harvest is plentiful. The labors are few. If evangelism's not your thing, then teach Sunday school. Do a mission project. Paint the walls in a Christian ed building. Do something for the Lord and the Lord's house. And I'm not even going to talk about giving. I've almost given up on it. But how can we not give knowing what Jesus has given for us? The harvest when we look around is great. There are so many people in need, so many harassed and helpless, so many sheep that don't have a shepherd. It's up to us, the laborers, the followers of Jesus, to harvest, to invite them in, to welcome them home, to show them Jesus and all his miraculous works. May it be so. Amen.